and Aaliyah Krebs is on a mission to help people make greener choices. The mission began years ago when she started a green business directory. Then in 2010, she launched Ethical Deal, which became North America's largest green daily deal site, reaching over 100,000 people online. But for Krebs, that wasn't enough. In fact, she was just getting started. Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum, publisher and editor-in-chief of Sea Change Magazine. On today's episode, we speak with the CEO of Social Nature, Analia Krebs, about her passion for making green mainstream and her latest initiative, which through the power of word of mouth and social media, can likely influence millions of people to try natural products and make greener choices. So we launched Social Nature two and a half years ago. So we launched um, uh, at the end of 2014. And um, and so I actually launched Social Nature um, before I had even sold Ethical Deal. So I was yeah, just gonna say. Onto, onto a new direction, yeah. And and right. and what was interesting about that was again, it was it was very much kind of inspired by um, the community uh, request from it from our ethical deal community. So they were saying, you know, thanks for introducing me to the greener choices in my city, like the vegan restaurants and the organic spas and the naturopaths and the you know fitness centers. You've greened up my life in that way, but ultimately those are kind of nice to have. What about the everyday greener choices I'm making, like what I'm eating for breakfast, what I'm cleaning my house with, what I'm feeding my pets, what I'm putting on my baby's skin? What about those everyday greener choices? And so um, the ethical deal business model didn't quite work to market um, consumer packaged products like, like you know, Whole Foods products that there is brands are typically not a fan of, you know, discounting their products by 50% off. Right. Um, and, and that also presents a, a bit of a challenge when they're trying to um, sell their products through at the retail level because the retailer is always going to want the best deal. So the business model of Ethical Deal didn't work uh, to promote brands, but my community wanted those types of products. So I basically figured out a way um, to, to do that that did work for brands. So I started to conversations um uh, with with marketing managers and ask them questions like, you know, I have this community, they want to try your products, what's the best way to do that? And they always came back to trial. Like, if I can get my products into the hands and mouths of my target consumer, that is the best way to market my product. And interestingly enough, they were willing to give it away for free. They weren't willing to discount it at 50% off, but they were willing to give it away for free. But free. Yeah. And if you kind of think about that, like, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten free samples at, at various times and it's kind of true like there is a bit of a interesting like negative brand perception when you discount something but it's okay if you just give are given a trial like you don't have a negative association with that it doesn't look reduce the brand's um integrity or quality or or premiumness so um so but then of course i needed to create a business model around that so i had you know i, I basically was this was all very focused on trying to get greener choices everyday greener choices for my community now I needed to create a business model around it. So I knew free products, which was great because I knew that, again, price is the number one barrier for consumers to make greener choices. So to be able to give it to them for free was like best case. Um, and then, and then of course, though, I needed to provide value for, for brands. So I um, leveraged kind of my, my expertise in, in the online space and knew that um, if I could really match 
the right people to those free product samples that that would provide value for brands because then they're not wasting product samples on just anyone. They're getting them in the hands and mouths of their targeted consumer. So we built a whole matching uh, kind of technology, which is part of social nature. So when you subscribe to social nature, uh, which is a free service to sign up to, you answer a bunch of questions about yourself, your lifestyle, your shopping habits, your dietary preferences. And we use that data to match you to products that, you know, with 90% certainty, we'll know you love. So, so that's, so that's providing value for not only our, our community members, cause they're not getting, you know, stuff they don't like, and it's providing value for brands because they're getting their products into the hands of those targeted consumers. Secondly, I wanted to um, kind of, you know, uh, back to kind of the mission of, of making green mainstream and my, my kind of lifelong mission. I thought, you know, with ethical deal, one of my limitations was that I was only ever reaching the people that were purchasing products through ethical deal, right, or services. So I, I, had, I had a database of shoppers, which I was marketing various green choices to, but that was kind of the limit of my impact. I was like, okay, great, I influenced 200,000 people. Like, that's great, but that's not huge. So um, so with social nature, when I was thinking about kind of a new, a new approach to, to introducing people to greener choices, I thought, you know, okay, social media, like there's, there's got to be some kind of a social media integration here. Um, and, and what is, you know, how are people shopping nowadays? And really, uh, like, for myself and my friends and, and most people, at least, you know, like 35 years or younger, they're, they're, they're going online, they're researching products. So they're, they're finding out products that, that they want to try based on product reviews and, and articles and, and doing their own homework. And it's also social media. Like it's, if your friend shares a post about something they've tried or liked or visited recently and has something positive to say about it, that's going to be pretty influential. So, um, so yeah, so, so that was, so you leveraged yeah, that. so I leveraged that. So I kind of ties, you know, so I basically created this, this social product sampling community where you could try products for free um, in exchange for um, writing reviews. And if you really liked it, you know, sharing what you love about that product with your, with your friends on social media and our brand partners often provide coupons or other incentives to pass along uh, to your friends as well. And uh, so that's now extended our reach from the 200,000 members we have today to their entire social yeah. network, which adds up to a cool 150 million consumers. That's that's a lot of consumers. That's, yeah, so that's a lot of people. That's a lot of <laughs> that's a heck of a lot more reach, right? So it's yeah. so that's really exciting for me. It's like okay, how Very many cool. people can we yeah. influence through our members? So now really, it's it's our members that are carrying forward our mission, and that's really exciting. And, and how many brands or products are there currently, or, or are you always switching things up? I mean, how many are actually available now in terms of testing? And then afterwards, do you keep them on for them to purchase as well? On your mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, we probably are adding one new product a week uh, to our to our website. And, um, and yes, we do keep them on our website after the trial period is done. And that's Really, um, uh, we don't have e-commerce functionality integrated as part of our solution. Is really we're we're guiding people to um, like where to buy locators, or if the if the brand wants us to direct traffic to an online retailer, we'll do that as well. Uh, we're more, you know more of a place for discovery and, and trial um, and education than than the actual uh, transaction of, of the sale, and so that also allows us to be quite um, unbiased. 
uh, right? Yeah. So, so it's, it's actually quite interesting because yeah. you can go, um, as you scroll down into our reviewed products on our products page, you can start reading these reviews. And, um, and I mean, these are authentic reviews. These people, like when you join Social Nature, you're not paid to write a review. Yes, you get, you, yes, you right. get a free product. Um, and you, you could get a free product at an event at a grocery store, right? Like there's lots of different ways to, to try um, products. Uh, but ultimately, like you, you will continue to get a, to get products if you if you leave a constructive review. Like we're not we're not right. We're not we're interested in your authentic opinion of the product. We hope we've made a good match, um, and and that the product experience is a positive one. Because if we if you know our product ratings were like one out of five, and people were just like, I hate peanut butter. Why did you send me a peanut butter cookie? <laughs> that would just not serve anyone. Um, so so the so the, the good news is. Um, our product ratings are actually quite high because our matching is um, quite good, I might say. Um, no, yeah, and so it's kind of an interesting way to discover new products and and um, yeah, yeah. And do you you have a, some kind of a matching algorithm? Is this like a dating website or something? <laughs> That's a good How analogy. Match them? <laughs> <laughs> yes, with a with a with a plenty of fish for the the natural product world. <laughs> tagline i like it yeah yeah you can say so yeah there, there you go there's we do have um, a really uh, smart talented team of uh product uh developers and engineers working behind the scenes to make those matches happen so yeah those certainly technology that, that powers that so people join for free and i guess you have um set up some kind of uh relationships with the, the brands themselves that that uh are the ones that are, are investing in it is that correct? that's right so it's free for um anyone to sign up and try natural products and write reviews um and then for brands they are our paying uh customers and so for them when they use social nature they're most of the time promoting a new product or um trying to gain trial and awareness during the key selling time um, so, for instance, uh, right now we're running a campaign for Light Life, which is um, a plant-based meat brand in the United States. Uh, they, were, they were actually recently acquired by um, uh, Maple Leaf Foods, which is a Canadian oh. company. So I thought, I thought that was really interesting yeah. um, because like, it's like, you know, a traditional non-plant-based uh, company acquiring <laughs> a plant-based company, which I think is really exciting because obviously they see a future there. Um, anyways, it's... You see that more yeah, and more now, don't yeah, you? you? you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's there, you know, it's summertime, people are putting, you know, hot dogs on the grill, and so they wanted to introduce uh, a plant-based option to our community during their, their key selling time. So that's one of the campaigns we have going on. And then we've got some really exciting, uh, newer, more, you know, innovative products, like some really interesting um, natural pest repellents we've got going on right now, like natural, like, oh. like, um, uh, you can get rid of spiders naturally or moths naturally. So instead of having toxic chemical-based um, things around your house, which, you know, your pets or children might get in contact with, there's a natural option. So, yeah, it's really cool That's discovering great. all the different choices out there. That's really – and how, the criteria. I saw online you have a list of criteria, and, and are you – for every uh, brand that you put on there, any product, they all have to sort of cross off certain boxes. Is that is that how you work um, to make sure that they fit that criteria perfectly? Yes, yeah. And I would say we so we have our own criteria and checklists that our team uses. But I would say we we rely heavily on you know the the third parties that make this their um, business. And what I mean by that is like when we have a beauty company come to us. We are going. Uh, we are checking that against our criteria, but we're also going to the Skin Deep database, 
um, which is an excellent resource for um, all oh. like personal care, beauty, cosmetic products and researching and popping in the brand and product name in there and then seeing how Skin Deep, which is backed by like scientists and researchers um, and seeing how they rate that product on, um, you know, the toxicity scale. So, or like David Suzuki Foundation has some great resources and, and like top 10 things to avoid in um, yeah, cosmetics or whole foods, whole foods yeah. actually, we've got, we've got their criteria, um, listed in our kind of checklist. So it really, it's so, there's like a lot behind it, right? So when you get a food product, there's all these ingredients to avoid. And so, um, rather than making like each of our team members, you know, scientific experts on the topic, we say, go, you know, go to this checklist and scan the list for um, unacceptable food ingredients. And if there is an unacceptable food ingredient in here, you know, we need to have a conversation about that. Most likely it's not going to be a fit. So what we love is when brands have certified um, certifications on their package because that makes uh, our job easier. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. it's not accessible for every brand, especially the smaller brands starting out. Sometimes they have really clean ingredients, but they, you know, they just haven't come up with that money yet. So yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a, a bit of a, it's, yeah, quite a heavy qualification process, I would say. And, um, and we said no to, to some pretty big, um, brands that, uh, have come our way with, you know, a eco-friendly hair coloring product or, um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, um, like a healthy granola bar that's gluten-free, but not much else, <laughs> you know, gluten-free gluten doesn't yeah. equal natural in my mind. Right? No, just because it's like, no. Like, yeah. So like shampoo can be gluten free. Like you, it, oh, I always get a kick out of that when you go to like the grocery store and you see these really <laughs> random products advertising gluten free all over them. I'm like, really? Is that? <laughs> and people will buy it based on that because they don't really question. I know. It, unfortunately, but but you'll see more and more consumers. You'll probably see more of them that are uh, asking a lot more questions. So that's why I'm asking about the criteria. So how you make those decisions, and it seems like. You, you're pretty precise about about those decisions and how you come to them. So I'm sure that makes a lot of people. Yeah, happy. it's it's um, also interesting. Like, yeah. um, and we're we're wanting to do some more of this education on our blog because I think there's so much confusion about the certification. So, for instance, um, yes. one thing that a lot of consumers don't know and why brands are having to basically put both certifications quite often onto their packaging, which is an extra cost for them, um, is a lot of consumers don't know that if something is certified organic, that it's also GMO free. So, you know, like for people in the industry, that might be obvious, but there's a lot of people like I've talked to brands and they're like, no, we have to pay both certifying bodies. And because if we don't, people will just, there's been so much education and awareness about GMO, GMOs that people like kind of see that tag on a brand and they're like, oh, I want that one. But actually certified organic includes that and is like one step further. So it's confusing because yeah. there's a lot of jargon and, and words being thrown about, right? Yeah. And, and greenwashing too. So you have to really be extra vigilant. Um, and if you can provide that extra service in a sense uh, by educating them, that, I'm sure that would be very appreciated. That's really a great idea to do more of that um, and, a, and a great place for that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's great. And in terms of what are, I mean, you've been around how long? So you said you launched in 2000. Uh, yeah, yeah, so two and a half years, yeah. Okay, so it's, it's still very young, but you're doing a lot in that period of time. So I'm wondering in terms of the challenges that you face, what, what would be your top challenges on a day-to-day -day basis that um, sort of keep you awake at night or, or, or make you scratch your own head when you're trying to figure <laughs> things out? What, what are you facing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, part of it is certainly 
kind of staying focused, I have to say. Like, there's so many opportunities. If Once you've been in the industry yeah. and once you talk to, like, like, we talk to brands every single day and they share their challenges and we talk to agencies and we're just like, we're quite we're quite a hub in terms of our, in terms of the types of organizations and people we talk to. So we just, and we go to conferences, we go to trade shows. So there's just like this, almost like this overwhelm of information and insights and knowledge that we have. And yet I've always been an entrepreneur that likes to be quite focused in providing, um, you know, like addressing a certain problem and, and doing that really well. So I think my yeah. challenge and my team's challenge, because they also come across all this stuff is like, it's, it's really staying focused and, and being confident that this, you know, that, that, that what we're doing right now, like, and I guess when, and when to add new things into the mix. So for, for instance, yes. like I'll, I'll give you a more tangible example, um, because we have such a large community now and because we have a fair amount of, um, data on our community members, you know, people or agencies and stuff are always coming to us with like, Hey, like, do you offer market research as a service? And we currently don't like we're, we're more focused on, on launching new products and creating um, a buzz during key selling times. But there is this demand for data and not, and not giving away personal identifiable data. That's not what I'm talking about. It's more like, it's more like, Hey, social nature, like, can we commission you for a, 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 like a, an insight on the Canadian natural consumer market because that's not out there. Yeah, or, I can right? see that. So like all those yeah. types of things. Yeah. Um, and, and we're still a pretty small team. We're 15 people. Um, and, and so each right. one of us like, you, you know, has, has like an important role in the company and it's very busy. So it's, it's kind of figuring out how to, yeah, like when, when to say no, when to say yes, yeah. what resources yeah. to put towards that. And um, yeah, so it's kind of a good problem to have, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's growth pains really is what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about and, and knowing, you know, kind of knowing, so, so right now I'm kind of feeling like, okay, I just want to, uh, you know, I've, I've got this, like we've got a rock star team. So like now, now we just need to stay focused on, um, on you know, meeting our goals and, and, and growing as, um, you know, strategically and effectively as we can with the resources that we can but then at the same time, you know, we're getting a fair amount of press and people are coming our way with like, Hey, do you want to fundraise more? Do you want this more? And it's like, Whoa, like I'm just trying to get my footing. Like, you know, like it's like, it's like more growth. So it's, 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 it's those types of things that keep me up at night. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, and, and there are a lot of people I've spoken to over the years that, that, that are in a, that growth phase that, is that while it's very exciting, it's also incredibly scary because you want to grow at the right yes. pace, right? You don't want to grow too fast. So it, it is a very, it's it's a real challenge. It's a very real challenge, but I can, you know, appreciate that some people will be rolling their eyes going, wait, I wish I had that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a good place to yeah. be, but I can totally appreciate yeah. that. And what about uh, lessons learned? What have you learned? And <laughs> and let's bring in both all your oh, businesses uh, at this point. <laughs> So I guess one that, uh, yeah, one that I think could be quite relevant for some of the listeners, especially if they're running their own businesses or in a, hi in a hiring yeah. position, um, is, you know, when you're running a mission-based company and um, clearly you're passionate about your mission and it's really easy to kind of get carried away talking about your mission in interviews and get really excited when uh, your candidates reflect the same passion and enthusiasm for your mission. And I used to make hiring decisions based on that. Um, because I would just get yeah. so carried away with, oh my gosh, like, you know, we're just two peas in a pod talking all about sustainability and whatnot. And it's, you know, two hours later and I haven't really asked them about their skills or experience. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so lesson learned. Uh, that's not important. Yeah, yes. yeah lesson learned. You know, obviously yes. attraction to the mission is important and you, you know, you want someone that's in alignment with that. Um, but really but the the focus of the interview should, you know, once you've got that checked out, um, uh, checked off, I should say, uh, should be about, you know, the like that, that skills and experience. I think the other thing too is also everybody getting into the mission-based space is, is getting in to make to make um, a difference. And uh, but the reality is that to make a big difference, you know, you need capital and you, and you need money. And so um, whether you you know hit, hit it out of the park with just an amazing business model, um, which is great. I mean, doing bootstrapping is one of the best ways. That's what I did with Ethical Deal. I actually never raised external capital. I just um, we just grew organically. Um, and, That's great. And, and yeah. then with social nature, though, as I saw how you know how big of an impact we could we could make, and every for every member that we added to social nature, basically we could reach you know, 500 more people, um, and influence them to try natural through their social network. It just kind of became this like, okay, this is like, this is it. Like, this is, this is, this is where we're, this is where we could by 2020, which is my BHAG, my big hairy audacious goal, um, uh, inspire <laughs> 1 billion people, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, billion people, um, um, to try natural if we had a base of 1 million, uh, community members. So right. clearly to get to 1 million, you know, that's, that's a lot of people. Um, and, and so I decided to take on some funding and, um, and in doing so, uh, I did, I did that very carefully uh, because this was my first time taking on, um, you know, essentially partners, you know, strategic yeah. um, investors who now own part of the company. Um, and, and, and I ended up, that's and huge. I ended up saying no to some of them. So that was, you know, another kind of lesson learned that when you, I mean, kind of lesson learned like in the midst I didn't kind of like I, I foresaw the potential challenges that could come down the road and I yeah. proactively uh, decided not to take their money um, so then when I saw you know through my interviews with these investors if they had other ideas about our future I just said no right away and that was pretty you know it's always hard when someone's like hey here's half a million dollars and I'm like I would have a hard time, but I, yeah, no, that's awesome. And so you took on a few investors and, and let go of other prospects, but you have, you have enough right now and you're that are working together. Um, and that have the same, you're on the same page. I'm assuming. Totally. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Um, and some, and like a really great, uh, pretty like eclectic mix actually. Um, we, and that's like another thing. I mean, I guess it depends on yeah what you're looking for, but I'm always kind of a proponent of, you know, if you look hard enough, there's a lot of money out there. So I think entrepreneurs should yeah. actually be, you know, where possible, um, a little choosy with that. And as much as possible, if you can get like something else other than just a check. So like get a check, but maybe you can also get a network or get a check and get someone who's can share their experience because they've been an entrepreneur and sold their business before or something like that. Right. So the, the people yeah. um, we attracted around the table, a lot of them were actually former entrepreneurs. Um, or current entrepreneurs that had been successful in their businesses and were now, you know, giving back as quote unquote angel investors. Um, so this wasn't like, you know, big money from, from one fund or anything like that. Like this was, you know, 10 entrepreneurs <laughs> saying, Hey, yeah. like, I like what you're doing. I support you. I believe in you, you know, here's 50 K or here's hundred K and it added up to That's great. dollars. Yeah. So, so we, so we have a really strategic um, and really supportive group of investors who will be yeah, like, they're essentially also my advisory board in many ways. 
that's great. That's actually the perfect combination of the people that you need, right, on, on your side. Um, they don't only bring money, but they bring, like, strategic help in some way. Now you have enough, enough cash flow and to help you reach that with the vision of what I always I, I always have this vision and it's so funny you know like an Austin Powers um what's his name but like evil guy he puts his pinky up to his mouth and is like one million dollars in that evil way so <laughs> I have this like visual whenever I talk about the schools one billion why not I know I know I'm like it's just you know it seems so not like ridiculous but like just so such yeah. an unreachable number but when you actually break it down it's it's one million exactly. people so obviously we need like one million products um to give those one million people and then at least um and then they need to reach you know a thousand people well you do the math because i'm not a math person <laughs> but i can see how you can do it I know. <laughs> you've convinced me so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's the it's, it's i think it's really the you know and that's and that's what I, what I preach. It's, it's profiting with purpose. It's, you know, doing good through business and, and, and it's, and it's why I take that approach to, to the mission. It's like, okay, how can we get there? What's the business plan? How do we work back, back from there? And, um, you know, if I was doing this for money, uh, you know, I probably would have gone to work as like a CMO at a big company. Like it's not, you know, (laughs) so like, like, you know, I'm, 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 I would rather hire another person than top up my salary. Let's put it that way. So, so you know, I'm very motivated yeah. on on meeting those goals from from a from a different perspective. But I recognize that revenue and and capital is necessary for us to to get there. So, um, and ultimately, you know, I I want to um, uh, you know I I'm responsible and accountable. So I'm going to give those shareholders a good return as well. So it's it's this yeah it's this nice blend of, of profiting and purpose. Awesome. That's that's really. Uh, I think that's wonderful, and um, I definitely think you'll get there. So, thank you um, so much for sharing this story and 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 telling us a bit more about social nature. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Bernbach.